Blake, what the crap are you working on, dude? Don't what? worry about it, son. What the world, man? You don't worry about it. What I'm working on over here. The crew is back together, son. The crew is back together. It's been a long time. No need to thank me for my service, but I was I was on a special vacation. Mission. Were you deployed? <laughs> well, you could say that. I mean, it's not your traditional deployment being yeah. that it was interstellar, but uh So that's why you were in Florida. Is that well, where you guys launched from? I you know, you could I mean, now that it's after the fact, I I I'm, it's cl- it's cleared for me to uh, go ahead and let everybody know I was not actually in Florida. Uh, you know, since you're in the Space Force, I'm gonna, I want to ask you a question. Did, did man actually land on the moon? No. I, I, it's hard for me to believe. Well, the answer is no. Uh, you know, I'm, I know you've been briefed on this and there's probably things that you can't tell us, but that's true. I can't tell you a lot about what I know about interplanetary travel and, you know, I'm threatening my career right now, uh, with even saying that, but well, the podcast is still small enough. (laughs) The officials at the space force probably won't hear this. Well, they'll hear it. We're on many watch lists and I'm, (laughs) I'm in. I'm already in trouble. I've been counseled twice already, but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's pretty much common knowledge that you know the moon landings were fake, and uh, common you know. knowledge. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, look, I, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there, but I tend to just look at things from a what I view as a country boy logic, and I'm thinking. If they put somebody on the moon, what was that, the 60s? All right. Kennedy. These dang flies in here, man. <laughs> thick it. in here, boy. If they, I've him. got one right here. I just touched him. <laughs> yeah. Because y'all leaving dang doors open around here. Look, if they put somebody on the moon in the 60s, okay? Well, you know 12 people have landed on the moon? No. Yeah, 12 have, according to the Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin. Okay. Who else? There's 12 of them. I ain't never heard of the other 10. Dang. Well, that that's what I'm saying. You think it, they'd be famous. It, it's like, why would, why would people, at, at this point, why would people not be going to the moon like on a regular basis? Well, because we haven't had the Space Force yet. That's why we're... We're uh, continuing that mission, peace for all mankind, Space Force. I just don't know if it happened or not, man. Well, they teach it in school, don't they? Oh, yeah, it must have happened. <laughs> if they teach it in history, that must have happened. What do you think, Blake? I mean, don't you think that more, that like there would have been more trips to the moon? Yeah, I mean, Look at anything else that we've done that was revolutionary. It it grew and progressed, and now we're doing it more often and better. So, I mean, as big as that was, why would you not go back up there and learn more about it and 
Yeah, you. Well, I've had lots of conversations with Buzz Aldrin, and uh, he seems to think they went. Is he the CEO of the Space Force? No, he's not in anymore. He's not in the Space Force. He was kind of an advisor in the early stages of developing it. But I've talked to him many times. He doesn't. I mean, he he holds true that they went. He says there was a monolith on the moon. Is he kind of like Buzz Lightyear? (laughs) No, no. He's just Aldrin. Was he the crew chief? Yeah. Hmm. The LPO? Yep. <laughs> That's what he says. He said he's seen the backside of the moon. Well, I think there was a song about that in the early 2000s. Backside, the dark side of the moon. But we're going way past the moon. On, uh, Mulan or something, ain't it? I think it is. Yeah. We're going way past the moon <laughs> in Space Force, though. All right. Well, I'm glad you joined up, man. Yeah. I'm glad you joined up. Uh, no need to thank me, but... I know some high-level players in the Space Force. <laughs> You're sitting next to one, Jed. <laughs> I know a guy... I know a guy that's constructing a... a rocket-launching facility. A 500-acre space station. A space station. I know him, too. He's probably the coolest guy I've ever met. Yeah. I mean, we're into this, man. I, I know another guy that's been going to school for a long time for this rocket stuff. Um, y'all think we're not into this spa- this rockets and stuff over here? <laughs> we're into it. <laughs> you can't tell. I know a guy. He going to school for rocket stuff. Another guy. He's building a rocket launcher. And and we into rocket stuff. <laughs> we like. Rocket stuff over here, if you guys can't tell. And we know a lot about rocket stuff. We know somebody going to school for it. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to major in rocket stuff. Ugh. Yeah. This might be the most bizarre uh, beginning. If, if y'all, again, you see, y'all don't even know what all's happened over here, man. We talk to people that do this stuff. We're into this stuff. All right. <laughs> But, you know, the crew's back together. Chili took a dang leave of absence. Didn't submit a leave chit. (laughs) (laughs) What? A leave chit. Is that kind of like a a niche? (laughs) Niche. That's one of them niche things that he learned from the military. Y'all stinking civilians, man. Y'all don't even know what a leave chit is. Oh man. Look, a leave chit is a is a is a chit. <laughs> when you want to take leave of a leave of absence, you've got to fill this out and submit it. Well, you understand I can't do that when I'm going on a secret. I mean, it well, you know I, that doesn't work. When whenever. I when I looked at I I I've, I've recently viewed Tracy Cochran's Instagram, oh. and um, it looked like you were kind of just down there living the living a domestic life. I mean, what that's what you're, all the pictures really look like. Dude, it up. I mean, clean dressed up, dude. Y'all go look up so, Tracy Cochran like, and oh check us out. Yeah, for y'all yourself. check Trace when y'all want to see the other side of Trilly. Go look at Tracy Cochran's Instagram. The other side of Trilly, that's just the side that I let people see. You don't, nobody quite knows what's going on with old 
Truly. <laughs> people think they haven't figured out. I don't. I think people are going to assume I'm joking about being in the Space Force. <laughs> well, I think we've made it clear. We know we, we do the, the whole space thing. We yeah. do rocket stuff. Yeah. I think we've made that clear. So they don't, they probably believe you on that. I've already orbited this planet several times. I've seen it from a high level view. Uh, people don't quite know what Trilly's all about. No, they don't. They, they don't. I mean, I, mean, I know. The Space Force is interesting because the Space you can, Force is such a big deal. They got their hats 50 cent off now. Is that 50 cent or 50%? It's percent, but you'd say cent. Okay. Um, well, I'm glad we're all back together, man. <laughs> Are you? We had a little team PT this morning. Everybody wants to, y'all want to know what y'all want us to post the team PT, right? I've heard people ask us to post the team PT. We're actually starting a readiness like lifestyle program, all right, that's that's going to tell you essentially what we do and what we recommend to do every single day for PT and nutrition. And just by readiness, I mean like being a capable human being, right? We're, we're starting this program and you'll be able to go on to the app and see this stuff every single day really pumped about it chili's going to be contributing we've got some other trusted contributors that are going to weigh in on this and i think it's going to be absolutely awesome team pt today was the, just simply a long run on barry college we ran together because we needed to catch up, talk through some stuff, and um, it was good, man. No competition today. It was just a time for us all to catch up. It ain't been that many podcasts ago that he said the groundworks for all the team PTs, and they were all a race. <laughs> We've already backed off of that for the last couple. Well. Which I'm for, because... You had a hemorrhoid, and I've been training hard this week, and we didn't need to race. You know, I haven't announced it yet, but we are. In 2022, we're going to have a hemorrhoid awareness month. And essentially, if you're not getting a hemorrhoid, you ain't training hard enough. Yeah. All right? So, for all y'all out there, if you ain't getting a hemorrhoid or a hernia, you ain't, you ain't training hard enough. Probably more like a hernia. Yeah. I mean, one or the other. Well, now, now, look, guys. Listen, I know some of you people take what Chad says as the gospel, and I'm going to help you out here. He's just joking about this. <laughs> Y'all don't go out trying to pop your guts out your butthole. <laughs> He's just being trilly. <laughs> now, I know most of you listening think, just know that this is a joke, but some of you people hear this and they think, son, what can I, they're going to research? How can I get a hemorrhoid? Well, you know that old saying when you're in high school, uh, everyone uh, says, if you don't throw up, you're not running hard enough. Well, if you don't pop a little bit of your guts out, then you're not training hard enough yeah. now. So I, I'll tell you, if you want to get a hemorrhoid, let me tell you how to do it. 
go and do a 32-hour long drive sitting in your vehicle and then come home, and when you get home, immediately start training at your maximum capacity, you'll get you one. It's actually pretty nice to have one, too. <laughs> when did you do a 32-hour long drive? When we uh, went to Utah. Oh, that was a month ago. Yeah, it's all it's all part of the it's all the progression, man. You gotta be patient with the process. Yeah, you gotta Chilla. be patient. You, you don't get hemorrhoids immediately. You ain't gonna get a hemorrhoid overnight. I don't think Chad knows what a hemorrhoid is. Hey, I'll show you what it is. <laughs> hey, don't doubt my hemorrhoid. What are you gonna do? Show it to me? Oh yeah. Don't doubt my hemorrhoid. You call him a liar, Chili. Hey, good grief. <laughs> we got the paddle trip coming up. I'm super excited about it, man. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited for you. Don't start that crap with me, man. What? You bring it up. You want a hemorrhoid rubbed on your nose, Chili? <laughs> I was having such a good morning this morning at PT until Trilly Trilly started in on this mess. No, you brought it up. Oh, it ain't even worth talking about. What are we we talking about today? Are you excited about the paddle trip, Blake? I mean, in a way I am, and in a way, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot for you. It's a lot of time away. Yeah. I feel like I have to tell my family too much. Hold on, I need to go do this, or we're going to do this. So, well, family, family comes first. Yeah, and I told you yesterday. Yeah, if it's too much, if you can't be present while you're there doing it and enjoy it, and you feel like it's too much, yeah, don't go. Family comes first. <clears throat> that's the that's the crazy thing about the paddle trip. Is yes, it's going to be an epic adventure, but it ain't it's just simply fun. Yeah. There ain't no bit there, there's no business nothing else profit and there's nothing tied to it. Nobody depending on anything. Yeah. It's just fun. That's all it is. And um that's the way we operate in 307 project. No matter what it is, family's always going to come first. That's the way we treat our people. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Today I want to talk about celebrity politicians. I want to talk about it because I'm I'm just sick and tired of seeing it. When did this... (laughs) I guess this might have started happening like... Around that Kennedy. You mentioned Kennedy earlier. Well, I think you got to define what you're talking about. Because, in a way, they've always been celebrities. George Washington was probably the most popular man in America when he was president. But it wasn't what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, they've become... Well, yeah, you're going to become popular when you're in politics. Yeah. But I guess it's the intent why you're doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. I, well, what I think, um, how I would define it, 
so it's clear is because I think there's a fundamental problem with with politicians, period, and that's not going to be a popular view. There's probably politicians listening to this uh, podcast that will be offended by me saying that or, or what I'm about to say, and that's fine. But basically, I have a problem with the the nature of how the system, if you want to call it that, is operating at the, the present time in our nation and I feel like if you are operating within the rules set before you, within the confines of the, of the political system that we have, you are essentially not maximizing your ability to make a positive impact. That's just my opinion. Um, you know, there's people that will completely disagree with me because they're either running for office or they just think it's a good thing. Like they think good people could get in and maybe change the, the way it's operating. I just don't even believe that's feasible. I think you have to do it outside of that political arena. Um, but regardless, they, one big problem with it is, is they've become celebrities like Chad is, is saying in terms of their, their, they're more so acting and portraying what people want to hear in like a movie scene than they are making policy decisions and and impacting the, the country and governing. I don't know. That's how uh, I see it. They're more concerned about the spotlight and, yeah. and they're more concerned about what they have to say than they are concerned about serving the people which elected them. Mm -hmm. They are freaking servants, man. They are not celebrities. That's what I'm talking about. Well, and one like, reason that they're doing that... There's a difference between being a, pop, being a public figure and being a celebrity. Well, one reason that politicians are choosing to even emulate celebrities and, and go that route is because as a nation, we have basically given celebrities all this power and influence where like if they do something or tell us to do something, people follow it like sheep. I mean, like if it's, if it's celebrity, like I can't even name one. Who's real popular right now? Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He's yeah. super popular, I think. The Kardashians. Like if they tell you to do something or, or they go wear a certain clothes, man, you see half the country start doing it. Yeah. You know, so that's why. We've given them so much power, so politicians then are like, mm, we have to kind of portray ourselves in that light to have that kind of influence. Well, yeah, it, what, what really has brought this conversation to the forefront of my mind is you're seeing now politicians that are utilizing their own social media platforms and I've always thought that, like, there's always been something weird to me when I've seen a politician utilizing a social media platform to, to like, portray themselves or their opinions or, or whatever. Like, no, like, if you're a politician and you're using a social media platform to discuss anything politics-related... It should be because you're trying to get the input of the people yeah. 
not to share with me what the crap you think. No, you can tell me what you think when you're running for election. When you get elected, I should be cognizant and know what you think. So I don't need you to tell me what you freaking think on your social media channel anymore. All right, it's cool if you want to have a private life too as a politician and have your little Facebook page or whatever, but you want to post pictures of your cat, something like that. But don't get, and I'm going to tell you who's the shining example of this that I keep seeing is this dang Marjorie Taylor Green, and she's from Rome, okay? This woman has 466,000 Instagram followers. She's Georgia's 14th congresswoman, all right? Successful businesswoman, save America and stop socialism. And she's on here, and she's going around with these signs that say impeach Biden, defeat the Biden, defeat the Democrats. She's going and posting pictures of herself in front of all these crowds and walking up on stages and and just all she does is run her freaking mouth, man. She's just running her mouth constantly. She ain't she's part of the freaking problem, man. Stop, Marjorie Green, stop holding your sign up that says impeach Biden. Do something. You're like, shut up or do something. Well, you know, part of it is is this woman drives me insane. The dude. majority of people on both sides don't want politicians to, to they don't well, they don't want to do anything, period. Like they like that. Th- that's why that works, man. That's why. Trump as president got she, she's so a, many. She's an Instagram personality. I, man. I know that's why he got so like, many people to go to his rallies. They yeah. enjoyed the rallies more than they enjoyed like. That's what city. she's doing. I know. That's what I'm saying. Both sides do it. I mean, it's that the, the these politicians are acting as celebrities and portraying themselves as celebrities because it works. Yeah. Like, I mean, it works. Well, that's it, what people want. Well, Biden didn't do that. Wasn't nobody at his rallies. <laughs> Told people not to come. That's true. Well, yeah, that was that. Biden's that's the kind of man we're looking for. It is kind of in the shadows. I know. I don't know why we complain so much about Joe not coming out of his basement. That's what we're asking for. I'm not asking for that. I'm, I'm telling people like this, like this Marjorie Green lady. How about you? How about you close your suck? And stop sharing all of your own thoughts and feelings on your social media page. And how about you use your platform to ask the people what they want? And once you gather that consensus, if that be what you, if you want to use, once you gather that consensus, how about you go and execute on it? Well, you know, but okay. So she's one. I just told you why she's not going to do that. Well, I know. It works. Well, yeah. I, I mean, know what she's doing works. Yeah. So. Yeah, she's and 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 like she's just one example, but yeah. she she's set for life now. When when she gets, she's become a celebrity. She's done this on purpose. So if she ever leaves Congress, ever leaves the the political world, she's good. She's set. She'll write a book. She's good. She's done this on purpose. I I just think that it is. Why aren't people seeing this? Why aren't people shutting this crap down? You know, I mean, we're we're fighting a battle here, man. Like, it's not if if 
if that's what people want, people like the dog and pony show. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, it's they, the, they it's like the entertainment. It. They right? like the theatrics. They like they like when Trump, you know, gets up there and calls Biden Sleepy Joe, and they like when he calls Trump a dog faced pony soldier. I mean, they like that. They like the back and forth. They, they it's more of a comedy show than it is actually, you know, representative government. It's because they care more about being in power than they do about actually doing something. Mm. Being so, a servant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. This, this is just as much of a yeah. problem with the, the people that are voting like for these people and expecting them to make some kind of a difference than it is to the actual politicians. The politicians are just large. I mean, it's just people running for office that want power and the people you know that elect them are really just interested in the show yeah more so than yeah. anything else i mean you know it was interesting to me the conversation that that we had earlier and, and we won't name any names out of respect but you know you think about you, you look at some people and you say all right this is a person that that needs to be in politics but then you understand when you when you see a little bit behind the scenes that like in order for anyone to get in to work their way into the system, the first oh, step it's bad. the first step they have to take is to become a part of that system, the, a part of the conglomerate. And so in, in the initial step that they take, is going to require them to keep secrets. Compromise themselves. It's going to require them to not say certain things. It's it, That's the initial step. That's why I said on Andy's podcast a few months ago, this thing has got to be reset. It, it is not, it, it cannot be salvaged. Well, that's what we debated on. Yeah. We were talking and I was yeah. saying that and you were like, well, I think maybe we could, you know, and then... Ultimately, I, I don't. I don't think it. I, I don't think it can be salvaged. No, because everyone. Everyone always says, "Well, like, oh, it's more of like a money issue and the campaign donations. Like, you know, most people they may be good men, but what happen or good men or women, and then what happens is they get in, and then they have to take donations that sway their interest one way or the other, and they have to align with the the uh, opinions and and motives of the donors, uh, and they can't just act independently on what the people really want and what their conscience tells them is a good decision." Well, that's part of it, but you can be you can fund your own campaign totally. Essentially, I mean, you could a billionaire could run for office and run and fund their campaign. But the 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 problem is is the the way that this two-party system works with Democrats and Republicans and the Republican National Convention, you may dude, you're gonna be compromised. Yeah. Like you have to have you have to placate certain people to get into office. You have to that that's at a high why, level. That's why it can't be sal- I mean, that's one of the reasons yeah. why it can't be sal- I, I, I agree. Yeah, the system's too big and too powerful. Even I mean, if if that's what you got to do to get up there, then it's not it, worth it's going. right off the bat. You have to do. Yeah, it. it's it's no longer a viable option. It's just yes. Yeah, so when everyone says like we got to have good men in there, I'm like, no, don't waste good men on that. Don't waste good men and women on that. Yeah. I was I I, th- I believe in this world we can have a bigger impact working outside of it basically trying to dismantle it essentially break it down how it functions yeah currently yeah that's what i think and i'll tell you what man 
we talk about celebrity politicians. And I, there are only a few politicians that I follow, right? Don't trust any of them, all right? One is this Marjorie Green lady. Another is uh, Dan Crenshaw, former team guy, right? Was wounded in battle. Um, I'm going to use him for an example. I don't know the dude. Have no clue, but I follow him on Instagram. He has a podcast. Um, I'm wondering... I think Ted Cruz has a podcast. I think there are a bunch of politicians with mm-hmm, podcasts mm-hmm. where they get on and and talk talk this and that and, and whatever, man. But like, I'm wondering, how in the crap do you have time to have a podcast and make all these social media posts and make build all this content and all this crap? What what are you doing, man? It, it just Boggles my freaking mind, man. But you know, it is it, 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 it's dry. It, all right, here's a here's a post I read. I want to share this with you guys. This is by a dude. Um, I don't know this guy, John Joseph Cromag. He shared some of our stuff, some of my posts and stuff. He's got a pretty big following on Instagram, and this is it's funny because I was planning on having this conversation on the podcast today, just calling out these celebrity politicians and how screwed up it is and then he makes this post and i read it so this was what he said on instagram i I may not read the whole thing but says a majority of the current political leaders are greedy corrupt narcissistic egomaniacs they crave the spotlight and lack courage discipline and humility all the qualities of a good leader They believe they're here to satisfy their own needs and the needs of their inner circle by any means necessary, including exploiting the people. And he wrote a little more in the post, but he ended with a quote. It said, any man from any social status becomes a well-known man in human society within a very short time if he is simply glorified, truly or falsely, falsely, in the daily newspapers. Sometimes political leaders of a particular party are also advertised by newspaper propaganda and by such a method of glorification, an insignificant man becomes an important man within no time. (laughs) Yeah. That hits it good. Well, I mean, (laughs) let me explain something. When the, the people out there that want a good Republican to run, like a lot of our listeners, you know, they're obviously more conservative. And but but when you align with the Republican Party, what you are aligning with, in my opinion, is this system that we keep referring to. Listen, man, the Democrats, establishment Democrats and Republicans, they don't disagree on nothing. They're both doing the same thing. They are both operating to keep everything going as it is going and making themselves and these bureaucrats that actually run the country richer and richer. Issues like abortion and climate change and everything else that you vote on and you come down on either side of the aisle, they literally just disagree on those things publicly to make you think that there's a difference in them. That is what those issues are. I'm, I'm, t- I'm promise. That is what those issues are. Lindsey Graham and Nancy Pelosi don't disagree on nothing. They both agree on they're trying to get richer 
and they're doing a good job. I mean, I'm just here to tell you, if you put your faith in them, either one, if you're a staunch Democrat that listens to this podcast or, a, you know, you're down the line Republican, man, I'm certainly conservative, but I don't trust a single one of them, man. Like it, you, they're doing the same thing. Uh, trust me. I have my views on abortion and climate change and all that. But when they they have theirs maybe, but those are just side issues that they disagree on to make to give you the picture that they disagree on something and there's a difference in the parties. There ain't. They're establishment parties for a reason that keep it, everything going as it is going. They, they are going to steadily increase the size and scope of the federal government and regardless of whether a Democrat or Republican is in there. Your taxes may get cut on some level if a Republican's in there, but at the end of the day, the billionaires and trillionaires of the world are going to get richer. I promise. It doesn't matter. Um, that's really all that stuff is for. You know, the same agenda is moving forward year by year, no matter who the crap is in. It's just minor differences. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you think about, you know, why this isn't uh, uh well... This is not a political podcast. Why are we having this conversation? What What's the value to you as a listener? You can go and maybe hear these concepts. Although I don't hear anybody else talking about the problem with celebrity politicians. I don't hear anybody else talking about that as a problem. Uh, I, I always hear other people advocating for one side or the other. Which is yep. feeding into the stupidity that you're pointing out. Yep, we don't. Why, ad, that's why we're apolitical. We don't advocate for either yeah. side. So why are we even having this conversation? Well, to be quite honest with you, I could literally care less about politics. Okay, but what I do care about is my nation, and. Our nation is in big trouble. And so we're having these conversations because at this point in time, I think it's important to understand how the first step is understanding that we're being duped. <laughs> we're being straight up duped, son. Yeah. I just talked to my buddy. That owns a deli in town. <laughs> he was sitting there writing checks. I said, what you doing, man? He said, well, every year I have this I have this restaurant. I have to pay taxes every year on every piece of furniture that is in this building. I don't own the building, but I own the furniture. So in order to have a restaurant, he has to have tables and stuff for people to sit at. And he has to pay taxes every year on the furniture that is in his restaurant. And I'm like, I could not have even dreamed something like that up in my head. How, how did, like, like, we are being duped on so many levels. From, from the level that Chili was just talking about, which is the high level, like overarching down to the fact that a business owner is having to pay it not only income tax, property tax, he's paying taxes on the furniture 
that he owns that sits in the restaurant for his customer to sit down on and eat a freaking sandwich, man. That's what you call squeezing blood from a turnip right there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, man, I this is no conspiracy theory. We are in big, big trouble. A nation, I said earlier this morning, I wanted to talk about this. A nation is defined. We are a nation, by the way. The United States of America is, well, it was, it, now, it's a nation. It was not what it, the United States of America was originally like independent states that were united for a common purpose or goal, right? But that's the way it still should be. It, we Each state should have their own military their own special forces, their own government. Each state should manage their own freaking business, their own borders, everything. Each state should operate independently. But we are united because we have to live right beside each other on the same continent. <laughs> All right? That doesn't happen anymore, obviously. But a nation is defined by borders, its culture, and laws and language. All right, that is what defines a nation. Our, the American culture is being systematically dismantled. Like, it's well, it's almost gotten to the point that there's really nothing left to dismantle other than just things that are, are, are just... just completely illogical we're dismantling now things that are they can't even be well, dismantled well, because they don't even freaking exist man. well the fabric has been dismantled is what is what you have to understand the 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 image uh the facade that is continuing has not been dismantled like we're not you know fighting in the streets yet well on a large scale uh, <laughs> it happened this happening on yeah and off. yeah um so that, that's the deal. The fabric has already been dismantled. So the culture is being dismantled of our nation. The laws of our nation uh, are like, you, you can't even follow the law. So like one of the main, one of the, the main indicators when you, when you look at a communist country, one of, the, for one of their main objectives is to create so many laws that you can't follow the law. There are so many laws. It's like Leviticus. It, yeah, if if you if they want to lock you up because you push back, you're may, maybe you're not fitting in with a with with a communist agenda. They can create a reason to. That's right. They can pick you off the street and lock you up justifiably mm -hmm. because they will have created a law that you broke. All right. Yeah, that's just selective enforcement. Well, and exactly. What's, well, what's funny is, um, you know, if you look at the history, a lot of that was uh, done. S s well, people, <laughs> very interesting, the history of that, because people say, well, that's how America's different right now. And, and you know, even still today, different because we have a legislative process, you know, and the, and the, the three branches of government. And, and, you know, you can't. We have a bicameral Congress that has to go through everything and to create a new law, it's a hard process. Well, guess what? That all goes out the window, man. When you create a mandate, oh, that's different. Mandates, mm. well, they're not laws, but we'll still 
bring you into jail if you break one. These people that follow these freaking mandates, mm. man, they're not even laws. I mean, even if it was, I mean, it's a unbelievable. But that's the same playbook that a lot of communist countries have used is, well, they don't even, they're set up, not like us, but similar in a way that like they have to process to make a law. Well, they just throw that out the freaking window when they want you to do something. They'll just create a mandate at the drop of a freaking hat that can that can get you on whatever they want. Yep. And that's exactly what's been being done is uh, creating mandates. That's better. That buzzing. Yeah, I was wondering where that was coming from. Yeah, that's better now. Um, but yeah, these mandates uh, in the place of laws that people treat as laws, react to as laws, follow as laws, they work. And there's nothing that you have to do. Just a dictator has to dictate them and mandate them, and then it's done. And it's working. I mean, that's it's affected the way we live life. Mandates have, uh, to a large degree. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, my life, but... <laughs> well, well that, that could change. Yeah. That, 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 this, um, let me figure this thing out. That... Um, that could change very quickly. It's like we talked about on on uh, the the podcast with Amy and yep. And so I just I just recently uh, one of my dad's close friends passed away after he got coronavirus. Dude, dude was older. I don't know pre existing conditions. I don't know about what what kind of physical shape he was in. We're going to have his wife on the podcast eventually. What I know of the story, and we'll hear the full story later, is so he goes into the hospital. Essentially, what his wife was saying is if you go into the hospital now, there are two standards of treatment. One standard for vaccinated people, one standard of treatment for unvaccinated people. Well, he was unvaccinated. And he's sitting in the hospital room. He has his wife on FaceTime on the, on a tablet. And the doctor walks in and doesn't know that he has his wife on the tablet. Well, his wife hears the doctor walk into his room. This is local. The doctor tells this man, um, he said, the doctor says, you're going to die tonight. And you know why? Because you didn't get vaccinated. The doctor essentially was refusing to treat this person with the the utmost, you know. The Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. Do no harm. Yep. And also, I don't know it, it all, but it, it, yeah, essentially, the, uh, the utmost uh, level of care. Essentially, this doctor was saying, I'm going to let you die to teach you a lesson. And you're going to die tonight. This, you, I taught, taught, showed you, buddy. All right? This crap. You say this ain't affecting us right now. Oh, so, I, you, no, I've, yeah, you, this, could, this could change today. I've well said, yeah. But oh, that's, an, that's interesting. I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, we're going to have her on the podcast. I'd like to, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, um, I would like to talk with her about that. That's, it, it, I, I mean, it broke my heart, man. To hear that. And and like hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. She <laughs> is on a she's on a warpath. Yeah, well, good. Yeah. Yeah, it'll make a difference. So I mean, man, 
there, there we see the structure of our laws and how these mandates are changing the fabric of our nation. All right, so we have we we can agree that our culture is degraded, our laws are corrupt and unjustified. Um, our borders, our borders, borders being one of the three things that define a nation. I don't live in a border state, but this is the hot topic right now. I don't, I don't, I'm not briefed up on, I, I haven't been to the border. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I don't trust what the media is portraying. I wouldn't. I, I, I have, I have no clue. Um, in, 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 like, I have no perspective of my own because I haven't been there. But from what I've heard, it ain't good. Well, I don't even like to talk about it because the that's what the media wants you to talk about. Yeah, yeah. But what's worth saying about the border is that when we, I mean, I'm just going off of what the, the government in charge right now has said is their policy. Whether they're doing that or not, if their policy is truly open borders, like they say it is, I mean, they've basically said that, then that's a problem. And, <laughs> I mean, there you go. That's all that needs to be said. We, and we don't even have to look at America because we have, we have many examples in history where we, got, we, we can study this scenario from start to finish. I yeah. mean, the... the we you keep going back to the, I keep I always go back to the Roman Empire, and it's like, look at your history, man. It's like that was one of the the major things. So what happened with the Roman Empire is they could no longer maintain and secure their borders against these barbarians. These they called them barbarians. They were just other nations outside of you know. The, the the land that the empire controlled, they could no longer maintain their borders. These barbarian groups started just coming in to into the 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 land that belonged to the Roman Empire and setting up autonomous zones. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that's what was happening, right? Well, and I mean, so, that's a takeover. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, but but it was it it's dude. Yeah, go it's... go go down go down here to go down here to Marietta, Georgia. Like there are autonomous zones that have been taken over by illegal immigrants, whether they be Middle Eastern, whether they be Mexican, whether they be South American, whether they be Haitian. There are autonomous zones throughout our country, some of them that the police will not they will not even go into. Well, some are government set up for them. That's actually happened. Yeah. Um safe safe cities. Yeah. That was interesting. That's an interesting policy. That's what but, an autonomous zone looks like. Um Yeah, uh, I don't I mean And then how about language? That's the most important in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean a culture, but it, language when when language starts to decay, yeah, you're in for a real hurt. I mean, and the way I see language is not even the the fact that it's a common language that that erodes by a bunch of new languages coming in. It's more 
because I mean, everybody for the most part in the whole world speaks English. I mean, by and large, it's crazy. Um, what what's happening with the language in our country and the world is like words don't mean anything anymore. They're losing their meaning, and we're creating these new like the the way they refer to you know Latin Spanish people, Latino, Latinx. Latinx, you know, I mean, that's, that's unbelievable, man. And, and you could say I'm getting off in a rabbit hole talking about the transgender thing, but that's why that was created. Spanish is a gendered language. Latino is masculine. Uh, Latina is feminine. And so they have to create a new one for a gender that doesn't exist called Latinx. I mean, it's unbelievable, man. Like we can't operate if we exist like that. I walked into an REI the other day. And and the lady that checked me out, not nice girl, but I'd probably gotten in trouble if I called her a girl because she had a name tag with her pronouns on it. What? What? I mean, I didn't even. That doesn't even come up in the conversation. She said, "Have a nice day." I said, "Thanks, you too." But I'm like, she had her pronouns listed. I, what? It just blows my mind, dude. What is that for? It cannot work. No, it can't work. And what it leads to is compelled speech. If I don't, if I was, I, it, it wouldn't even come up that I would use a pronoun for, but like, if I said, hey, ma'am, can I ask you a question? Can you help me find this? I would have gotten in trouble because I used the wrong pronoun. It, it leads to compelled speech, man. We're going to have laws created. It, it's happened in Canada. It's happened in other parts of the world. Compelled speech laws where you... You will get in trouble if you don't use somebody else's preferred pronoun. We are compelling language in this country already and in the world. It's it's dangerous, man. Like, once again, you'd look at history. When language, when speech is compelled like that, it's a problem. You, you can't say certain, certain things. You must say certain things. That can lead to whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing, man. It's really amazing, and if we don't push back on that, and and, and they're and God, oh, it's always so sinister, man. It's so freaking evil. They use it under the guise of, you know, you have to say that because don't you have compassion? Yeah. Don't you have? Don't you care about her? She or uh, whatever he him. I mean, whatever the pronoun is. Don't you care about that person? They have to. Don't you want to accommodate don't the way you wanna, they feel? Exactly. No, I want to establish the reality of this situation, the yeah. biological reality of this situation, and keep the integrity of the fabric of this nation <laughs> together by acknowledging that you can't just make up. I mean, you can live in that fantasy world if you want to, but I don't have to accommodate you. I mean, you, that's not how this works, That's man. right. That's not how this works. And so compelled speech, man, <laughs> We're heading down a dangerous road with that because that can lead to so many places that people don't don't even see, and they 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 accept it up front because of like they feel bad they want to hurt somebody's feelings. Well, I I would rather hurt some people's feelings to save th- th- this nation than freaking worry about hurting somebody's feelings. I mean, I've never I've never understood that argument. Yeah, it's wild, man. But yeah, if you don't think language is decaying in this country, I mean, how do you think it's decaying? 
No, I mean, I'm I'm totally totally on board with you. Uh, I mean, you know me, I'm a words guy, man. I think I, that's that's that is some of the the bread and butter and the foundations of what I teach is how important words are and how important the spoken word is and how powerful that is um, within a, a situation or uh, whatever it may be. You guys know me. That's that's what I that's that's what I teach, and so. I'm totally on board, and I see it. I see it. You're, you're, again, not to reiterate what Chili said, but when you're making new words to describe something that doesn't exist, that is the degradation of language. Period. And it's wild, man. I don't, uh, again, I think, Good gosh, there's 10,000 other things that we would obviously rather talk about, but we're having these conversations because because we have something has to change, man. Like and it's and the start it starts with having conversations and getting on the same page which uh in turn, hopefully, will lead to some action. Yeah, I think that's why I like having the conversations because it helps it helps your own mental processes working through it, and maybe it helps somebody else's to work through it too. And then you can actually start to do something. Yep. Um, I think, I don't know. I think this is the kind of stuff that really matters, man. A lot of people talk about a bunch of crap that doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and, I agree. And I think... You see it. Uh, uh, every you, you listen to all these other shows or or, or or TV shows or whatever in the commentary and yeah they're talking about a bunch of crap that feeds right into the agenda that you described earlier yeah the, the two-party system it yeah. feeds right into that agenda man and I'm not saying it's it's not worth talking about like abortion and other political issues but but like we've covered on other podcasts and this one we have our opinions on those abortion is the greatest tragedy disaster of a thing that is happening it's the greatest travesty period it's unbelievable that exists in that humanity exists in right humanity now. yeah ever period i mean but to sit there and have a debate with somebody man going back to what we've said in other podcasts it's a hard issue with yeah. that person like you're not i can conv- i can try to go through the tenants um, of like explaining why it biologically is a life at conception and everything else, in my opinion, none of that matters, man. Like with somebody that you're trying to debate, it just ain't going to work. Nope. So I, you can say your opinion on it and everything, but those are issues that are just placating people. And yep, it's a hard issue. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So those issues, uh, yeah, sure, they're worth talking about. Obviously, because like I just said, I think that's the most important thing ever. But you're not just going to have a debate with somebody and, and change their mind on that issue. Uh, so you have to kind of talk about these things that we're talking about here at a at a broad view um, and like attack it from a from a from this broadened perspective. Like, what is the actual issue that's going on with all of these things combined? That are that are placating people, mm-hmm. and what can we actually do? I think to one day work out of this system. But yeah, 
So ultimately, um, I my my takeaways are. Stop supporting celebrity politicians. Stop feeding into their celebrity status. Politicians are not your savior. And all of them are working within the confines of a corrupt system, no matter how good they act like they are. It starts at day one for them. Um, Our nation is defined by the same things every other nation in history was defined by. Our culture and laws, our borders and our language, and let's have awareness around these things. <laughs> what if everybody just unfollowed every politician? <laughs> celebrity politician? <laughs> yeah. or, or what if everybody reached out to them and said, "Hey, I don't care about what you think. Why don't you start asking us what we think?" You, you you work you work for us and then how about we start having some expectations around you implementing the things that we are telling you to implement they might find that as they sift through their fan mail <laughs> there you go man they might not find it and hopefully we can have Marjorie Green on the podcast one day I've had people suggest having her on the podcast. I would love to give her the opportunity since yeah. she lives right here in Rome and she's all the time posting pictures of herself in Rome. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe she would. Maybe, maybe she'll swing by the studio here sometime and give us her rebuttal. L- I'd love to have her on. She could come PT with us. So you guys hit her up, man. Let's have her on the 3 of 7 podcast. She actually is in really good shape. Really? Yeah. Well, good. She yeah. can come PT with us. That's I'm it, being man. serious. That's it. <laughs> so I'm sure she'd beat me <sighs> at something. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, let us know what you thought about it, man. If you got anything out of it, if you think it's something that uh, could help someone that may be confused about some stuff, if you think it could be some something that could help our nation uh, and our communities and our culture, share it, man. Yeah, let us know what you think about. The only way the show grows is if you guys share it. We're just three dudes that like to run and think deeply about things. Blake's missing in action. And I don't know where Blake went. He literally just got up and left. I think we were talking about too much politics. I I don't know. He just got up and left and never came back. (laughs) So we're going to go find Blake. We love you guys. Enough said.